0: What's going on, everyone, and welcome back into another episode of Expected Bets Four, presented by the Odds Breakers. On this week's episode, we got a short two-game slate, so we we'll be breaking down both of those games for tonight. Before we do that, let's bring in the rest of the crew. Betsy, how we doing?
1: Oh, we're doing good out here. Uh, it's definitely spring, heating up a little bit, but we we've still been getting some rain, so it's been nice. It's been kind of an extended winter for us, and I, I'm not going to complain because the hundreds are right around the corner.
0: I don't think I've seen one of those in a few years. So props to you for that one. Franco,
2: any uh any hundred degree days coming in Philadelphia <laughs> shortly? Uh when we get in the, the dead of summer, yeah, they'll be yeah. there with humidity and stuff, but not nah, not anytime <laughs> soon. The weather is starting to turn though. So it's it's nice. I'm I'm ready for the ready for spring. So be nice. Yeah. I mean, it feels like we just talked about
0: the uh trade deadline and you kind of lit blip- Blankin and uh we almost have 10 games left of this uh NHL season here before the playoffs kind of start. Um but we can get into that briefly. Uh Betsky, I know we were talking about this before the episode here, but in terms of kind of that wild card race in the East, do you think Florida kind of holds on to that second spot or are you kind of bank it on Pittsburgh to uh sneak up there before the uh end of the season?
1: I really think it the to Wild-colored spots are going to be Islanders in Florida, yeah. Um, Islanders getting the big win against Toronto last night, like a convincing win, had a nice road trip. Their last 10, they're 7-2-1. and one. I think they got that one locked up, and, and srokin has been playing really good, really well. Their goal differential, When I always kind of use that near the end of the season to just kind of give a nice barometer of kind of where that team stands or Kind of throughout the season too, but they're at plus seventeen gold differential. I I think, I think they finally turned that corner, and and again they're doing this without Barzell. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome to see them all kind of still keep that momentum going, and and are going to probably make the playoffs. And I think I saw something last night where uh, if they do, it's going to be like the first time since two thousand six where all of Jersey Rangers and Islanders make it. Uh, Florida has been kind of playing out of their mind, too. They had that big homestand, and they generally play better on at home, too. Yeah. But that, that blue line was a major concern going into the season. I'm not going to say it's a wall or anything here, but it's definitely helping them offensively, and it's definitely helping them get pucks out of their zone quick. Um, it helps them on the transition game. You know, it may not be a bunch of shot blockers and and really playing the nitty-gritty game that they need and, and against the boards, but they got a solid bottom six forward group that's been really kind of helping them with that, especially with that Eric Stahl line. Um, they, I don't know what happened with the shots. At the beginning of the season, they were obviously the best team to just unload for shot props. Then it kind of died down in the middle of the season, and man, they, they came back. So that's also been awesome to see. Obviously, we got to give props the the Florida stat keeper because there's been some insane shot corrections. But last night against Philly, who has been really blocking a ton of shots, they uh seems like all the all the big names really kind of blew through that. And it was coming off a back to back win. I thought they were going to be a little sleepy last night, but yeah. it wasn't the case. Now they didn't get the win. Yeah. But of course they had they had line, and I think Bob Roski is playing well enough to get them through. And then I think Pittsburgh's just been kind of struggling. I mean that that lost to Ottawa. Ottawa's motivated team. They had been, I think they lost like four or five in a row. Four, yeah,
0: four, five, and one in their last ten.
1: Yeah, made made those big that big trade deadline move to pick up Chickren, and weren't winning games after that. Um, but pittsburgh looks a little wounded too 4-5 and 1 on their last 10 they've lost four in a row and they're playing colorado tonight it's it, it's going to be crazy to see a playoff without washington and potentially without pittsburgh
0: yeah it's interesting too after the offseason made moves pittsburgh made too re-signing kind of two of their big three there uh hoping for yep. one more push and it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen uh, but through, they yeah go they ahead.
1: made some deadline moves too with picking yeah. up Brandlin. so yeah. it should be interesting I I you know this may be one of the years where they just miss it and then next year they bounce back with a healthy goalie tandem and whatnot but who knows I mean th- these giants may be kind of slowly fading out yeah.
0: Franco, I'll throw it to you here out west here. we got a pretty uh, interesting situation here. Seattle and Winnipeg hold the two spots now. We also have Calgary kind of creeping up there as well. They really haven't had the a, ideal season, I'd say. Uh, we kind of all expected more from them. And you also have Nashville still in the mix as well. We are kind of sellers at the deadline. So curious to hear what your thoughts are for the uh, wild card out west.
2: Yeah, I don't really understand how Nashville keeps winning, to be honest, with mm. Forsberg being out and Yossi being out, and the players they shipped out, and Johansson's out for the year now, and I don't really get it. They keep somehow kind of stringing these wins together, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, Saros has been pretty good overall, I guess, throughout the whole year. So, you know, that, that a good goalie can always help mask those issues. And um, I mean, they have three games in hand on Calgary right now and they're only one point back from them. So I kind of feel like Calgary at this point is just waiting for the season to end and just to be over with it. They just can't seem to string these wins together. I know they picked up a win last night, but okay. Good for you guys. You beat um, Arizona. So
1: no, no, the ducks, sorry,
2: the ducks, but yeah, you know, they just got smoked by LA in a game that they had to win prior. So I mean, Ten, 10 games left for them, four points back from Winnipeg. I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. And Seattle holds two games in hand on them. So I I think Seattle's pretty much locked in at this point. Insanity.
1: Um,
2: yeah, which is – which is yeah, it's crazy. Because, I mean, we, we talked about that little road bump that Seattle had um, a little bit ago where, you know, their goaltending fell off a cliff and now it seems like they've kind of – admitted that Martin Jones is back to being the Martin Jones we know, and they've been kind of shifting between DeCord and, and, um, Grubauer and they've had a little bit more success there. So, um, I, I worry more about Winnipeg, um, making it, but I just, I don't know. I I don't know if I believe in Nashville to get it done. And obviously I'm not really, I I loved Calgary going into the season and just everything has kind of turned sour with them. Um, Kadri hasn't been as good as he was to start the season. Huberdo has been a major disappointment. Markstrom has had a down year. I know he's kind of picked it up recently, but I mean, at this point now, they've kind of went with Markstrom now going forward, and it seems like that's going to be who they're going to be riding out until the season ends, but I, I don't know. I feel I feel like Sutter's just not pulling the right strings right now with this team, and. They seem to have the talent that should be able to get them at least into the playoffs, but I'm I'm not seeing it. And and I, Winnipeg's given every opportunity. They've they've had terrible choke jobs. Hellebuck's looked terrible recently, and still Calgary can't close this gap. So, yeah.
1: no, I, I'm shocked at Suter still and and. Calgary I it's it, it
2: seems like they're just gonna ride it out right yeah, like, yeah it does. there's no it way does. he lasts into next season though I mean yeah he, he was riding Lucic on the second line for like, a large portion of the season I mean that no playoff team should have that guy in their top two lines I'm, I'm sorry I <laughs> I mean I love Milan Lucic he's, he's a fun guy but like no dude, like come on it's yeah. ridiculous
1: no, I think you may be the only person to describe Milan Lucic as a fun guy. I was gonna but say, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll I mean, do yeah, I'll do yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you
2: know. But I don't know. I I just don't. I, I don't get it. Like, is it is it just that old school mentality in his mind that he thought that was a good idea? It's. I just remember looking at props for them at certain points of the season, in the midway point, be like, oh, like Kadri looks good. Who's on his line? Oh, Lucic is on his line. Why?
1: They What's couldn't going, find chemistry ever. It felt Since like the start of the it, year. it. Yeah, it they felt never like clicked. no, no. They it didn't seem like they could find one one line to stick together or one line that got hot. Or I mean, there was obviously little little strings of what seemed like chemistry, and then the line would just completely fall off. Then yeah, they were. Yeah, pointing. Dubay was hot for a while, and then he yeah. just fell off a cliff. Huberdu had like a moment, and then it just didn't work anymore. Cadre's had some moments and then he just kind of fizzles out again. And
0: Huberto's down to one and a half shots on goal now, which, yeah. if you were to say that from last year after his stretch, I
2: mean, he's fallen off in terms of props completely. He was a guy, though, that was purely the statistician. Cause I remember yep. last year, mm-hmm. I would bet his unders on the road and I would bet <laughs> his overs at home. And I was cashing both ways because, like, you watched him last year in Florida and he would be the guy that, like, would refuse to shoot he would yep. have an open lane and he'd be looking for that perfect pass to Barkov. And it'd be frustrating when you'd have his over prop. And also at the end of the game, he went from two to three or one to three. And you're like, "Oh, I cashed. All right, thanks. We'll walk away here.
1: One thing that's interesting about Nashville and they have, they actually have three games in hand. I think he may have said two earlier, which two, on, two on. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. I made a mistake. it was three. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the kids that are getting these elevated roles. So Tomasino, um, Cody glass evangelista showing up evangelista, last night. um, and who's Novak? No, Novak's been awesome. I mean,
2: I've been cashing his prop. That's been fun. Yeah.
1: Are any of those guys first round picks outside of Tomasino? I, I don't know. I, I know. I, I know I, Dave Poley's finally kind of moved on and it, this, um, what's his name's taking over, right? Oh they're, yeah. They're uh, old. They're old uh, I mean, Trotz, right. Yeah. Gary He trots is going to take over a GM, but I mean, this, it's been a franchise that's really been able to be solid for probably their entire existence. And I think you see these types of depth players or guys that are kind of drafted to be depth players. And they always seem to elevate themselves in Nashville. I mean, whether that's like at home back when they had probably the best blue line in the league with Subban and him, and uh, oh gosh, now I'm just dropping names left and all. Obviously, Yossi was yes, coming out, yeah. but they had Weber. No, this would have been after Weber, right? Uh, because the, the Stanley Cup year, Subban was on the team. Um, they've always kind of struggled to acquire forwards though, and now you're seeing these four kids that I mean they weren't highly touted prospects even Tom Mancino, you know had a lot of skill his draft year was kind of a speedy guy but and they're all stepping up and and right now I mean they may be some of the best ways to make some money on on NHL gambling they're all plus money for points and they're I think they all have at least four points in their last five games they all cashed out last night against Buffalo every single one of them all those names to. we just named and they were all probably plus money outside of novak but novak you can get plus money on his assists there every day it's nuts so the, definitely something to look for, look towards for the rest of the season uh, on on matchups where they're playing weaker opponents I, I mean those point props are just awesome right now
2: yeah well to do you sure. think like going forward that like maybe this is a team because
1: they they are a bunch of
2: I don't want to say nobody's, but you know, these, these guys are fighting for spots for next season. When, when Forsberg comes back and Johansson comes back, you know, the, maybe mm-hmm. these, the GM and, and the front office says, Hey, you know, these guys were actually pretty damn good. And they're three, three games at hand on both Winnipeg and, and Calgary. They, they could be right in a playoff spot with a couple wins. I mean, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but they might be a bet on team if, if, stuff starts to fall in their way.
0: Yeah. yeah. You, you wonder if the role is going to change as well, obviously, to some extent uh, next year. But, I mean, yeah, it, I don't think anyone really expected this out of Nashville um, coming down the stretch here. Any other teams that kind of jump out to you guys? Um, looking forward to the playoffs here that you kind of got your eye on, of maybe a potential future given a first-round matchup or going to wait and kind of see how the season plays out.
1: If Florida makes The playoffs oh. They will be playing Boston right Unless they jump Islanders How I always forget How, yes. the, how do the wild card teams play, Work do they play they, they They play the top two teams In order right It doesn't matter if it's division or not There's no division things anymore with playoffs It's just record right Yeah Florida as of now would play Boston Okay islanders play carolina Yep. let's say pittsburgh let's say florida jumps islanders or or maybe pittsburgh goes on a run here i think it's pretty much between those three right the capitals yep. anybody think capitals are gonna make it no i think after washington ottawa buffalo are all out of it i i think so too at this point yeah. maybe ottawa gets hot that they, they they pass the eye test they just have goalie they issues.
2: need a goalie i mean that's
1: yeah. same for buffalo
2: yep. i mean both of
1: them yeah it's, it's terrible to watch yep. but do you think any of those three teams is a worry for carolina no I, I no don't. no i really don't? don't No, i
0: really don't i think huh. i think carolina's worry comes what? in the second round
2: well, the, so my worry about Carolina in general is that that loss of Sveshnikov I feel like is gonna wear yep. down on them. It, it, so they're gonna have to win those those tight games, those two one one nothing games, and I think they can, d- depending really on who they decide they're gonna roll with. I mean, are is it gonna be Anderson? Is it like will they trust Kotechov? I I don't really know what to say there because Anderson uh-huh. hasn't looked great and. Rant is injured and I mean Anderson could get injured in a game quickly as well. I, I almost like if I if I was Carolina or if I was betting on Carolina, I almost want them to just roll with Kachekov and just say he's the guy and that's who we're rolling with. Yeah, period. Because yeah. I prefer- I would feel more confident.
1: Yeah. I guess they I may can, not even yeah. they may not even win the division. Yeah.
0: And they have two games in hand on New Jersey right now with two points out of them. Yeah. But you're right; it's it's definitely a possibility. I guess I take that back. If they do match up with the Islanders, which is the current projected uh-huh. standings, the Islanders are a
1: scary team. <laughs> and it, will they have Barzile back? I would assume so. The last thing yeah. I
2: read was that they hope to have him back before the start of the playoffs. That was what I read yesterday. Like, like on, on paper, and you look at Islanders kind of go toe to toe with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Islanders. Well, because well, they left. can shut down too. Yeah, the, the yeah. Islanders can easily make win when same thing. Like I said, there's two one, those mm-hmm. tight games. Like you, if if I'm Carolina, I want to play the F- Florida because I think I think they can beat Florida. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Ooh, that, that would be a. Well,
0: I think it's either between yeah, unless Florida jumps the Islanders, but at that point, it's either Pittsburgh or Florida that Carolina's matching up with.
1: And then if Carolina gets bounced by Jersey potentially playing New York who may be one of the hottest teams in the league right now, outside that, that stinker they just put up yeah, against Carolina. <laughs> yeah. New York, like, New York's
2: defense worries me still. I know yeah. that they've kind of masked it with some really high scoring games the last few nights, you know, but unless they've got it figured out, they, that was really kind of not looking good for that little stretch there. and, Obviously it really depends on Shusterkin turning around, but he hasn't been the guy we saw last year, at least not recently. So that's a big question mark for me because you can't play these like seven to two games. Those aren't going to be realistic in, in the playoffs.
1: No.
0: Already here. I guess we'll uh we'll monitor this as we're going forward here. Let's get into the two games tonight here. Uh speaking of the penguins here, they've lost their last four here in the matchup against the Colorado Avalanche, who've won their last six here. Interesting matchup. Colorado's favorite on the money line, minus 155 over under, is set at six and a half, juice to the under here. We were talking about this before, but uh, Besky, did you say you had a play on the total tonight, or
1: are you looking more towards the props? I'm definitely looking more towards the props here. Uh, I don't have a good grasp of this game. I want to just slam. Colorado money line. Obviously, it's minus one hundred and fifty. So maybe like staple it to Edmonton, but take them in regulation plus one hundred. Yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, it, it, I don't know if this is going to be an over or under, though. That's that's the piece, and i I feel like I feel like Pittsburgh's going to be in trouble if they're going to try to outscore Colorado. Yeah. So I feel like they have well, the best though. chance to win mm-hmm. if it's a low scoring game. I don't know if Colorado's gonna let them play a low event hockey game though, because Colorado's they're I mean they're two points out of the division lead and they have two games in hand. Yeah, they scored. This is a team balls. that was struggling. Yeah. Lost, I didn't realize that they had yeah. climbed up so much. I still figured they probably had like six point gap, but um yeah, I I I, th- I think Colorado may beat down Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's kind of due for a win, too. I, I, I'm really torn between this game. I think feel like if Pittsburgh can find a way to come out on top or or um, at least even in the first, they may be able to win, and that may be a hot way to bet live on this game if they can have a good first road period. But if not, oh boy. One thing to consider is Pittsburgh is – going to have a
2: back-to-back They have to travel to dallas tomorrow it's going to be another difficult game it's not like they have an easy schedule here and then they they have to play um washington at home on saturday so i know that's not necessarily like a massive game but that's always like because of that rivalry between those mm-hmm. two that's another game that's i won't say it's like a look ahead but um it's not exactly like Pittsburgh has an easy stretch here in these next three games. So, um, I mean, obviously Colorado dealing with some injuries with Rodriguez out now and McCarr still out. So their top lines don't look as good as we kind of expect them to. And also losing Lekkinen doesn't help either. So, but they've still been productive and, and Rand and McKinnon right now are just ridiculous. So, Yep. Yep. Franco, do you have any plays in this one? Um, I went more player, player props here. Okay. Um, I, here I do, I do lean the total being an over in some sort of way. Yeah. Like, I might do like a maybe a both teams to score in the first period type of thing. Um, the main thing for me that really kind of sways me off of Pittsburgh is if Jari's in net, it's just uh, I don't understand why they keep putting him out there. Like, is the Smith hurt or or what's the deal? Because Jari played the other night, so and DeSmith has been better. I don't know if they're just trying to prove a point that Jari's their guy and we got to get him right or what, but I mean he hasn't looked good at all. So he's been confirmed for tonight, too. Okay, good. So um I, I already placed bets on so so Mul- Mulgan, Dennis Mulgan is moving yeah. up to not line Evgeny one. Malkin, um <laughs> yeah. is moving up to line one with McKinnon and Ranton and. Um, unfortunately he's not gonna be on the po- uh, top power play unit it looks like but i mean i'll take a shot for him to get a point at, i got him at plus 117 on caesars yeah. earlier yeah no, that's not bad i mean it's just stupid at this point like i I don't care who's on that wing yep. they're just gonna produce um i also grabbed Bowen and byram same situation he's getting top power play yeah, Macar out, and they're offering his point now, which is nice. And that was right around uh, minus one hundred and one, I believe, on Caesars as well. Yeah, and right in that
1: Byron point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy.
2: I mean, it's it's good. I I might I might grab his power play point as well. I g- grabbed that the last game and and it hit. So um, Pittsburgh Easy. isn't giving up a ton of power play points, but.
1: They're giving up a lot of power play opportunities though. There's they're giving up the six months recently.
2: Yeah, so I, I might hop on that. The the value dropped dramatically. I got like plus five twenty five last game. Now it's plus two thirty, but um him and comfort um interest me for power play points in this game. Um my last play is uh Letang over two and a half shots. Yeah, he's been Pittsburgh. Great. Um he's been great against them historically and um and just recently, but both situations, so I really like that. And a two and a half, it's it's silly. Um, against them, the last three games, he had six, five, and five, so he sailed over that number. And he's had a couple five and four shot games over his last uh 10 games as well, so he's firing a ton.
0: I like yeah, in that his, in his most recent game against Otto, eight, five and 14 attempts.
2: So, yep. so. yeah, his, vo- his volume's up, yeah. yeah. I mean. It's, everything just points to like that being a big thing he's gonna get top minutes you know in this game that they they need to have and I would expect him to be firing I, I I mean I expect Pittsburgh to do something they gonna start emptying the clip here so yeah, yeah exactly exactly so I I don't mind looking at Pittsburgh props I might I might dig a little deeper into them um I don't know what you guys have here but I I kind of want to <laughs> add some Pittsburgh props as well so I'll, I'll see what you guys have there
1: yeah, Betsky, any uh, props here? Uh, I'm on Byram as well. I, I like Rantin getting two points tonight. Uh, night. I actually kind of stapled McDavid goal to that to get plus 278, which I thought was kind of... If I'm going to take the risk on Rantin, why not uh, just add a McDavid goal? Um, but I, I went a lot heavier on that Arizona uh Edmonton game so not too too much here again I I have a weird read on this I can't tell if this is going to be a 2-1 game like we saw against Ottawa or if or if this is going to get out of hand
0: yeah it's interesting the last matchup uh, on February was a 2-1 OT win for Pittsburgh so Mm -hmm. um, yeah I mean the the over is tempting here given the plus money um, but for me I do lean that way but I don't know I'm gonna have to kind of figure out uh, who's confirmed for Colorado tonight before I uh, kind of place any money on that one.
1: So I, I want to ask you about that. Um, I've i struggled figuring, deciding if I prefer one goaltender in net over the other in Colorado. It seems like they're able to just play a game script, of the, like a certain way they want to play it and, and kind of have to force teams to figure it out. So if they want to play it more of a shutdown game, in front of Francois, that can happen, but they'll, they'll also do that in front of Gorgiev, too. They, man, they are scoring a lot. I just pulled up their last 10 games, though. Yeah. They have 40 looking goals at, in their um, last 10 games.
0: Yeah. Gorgiev's last. So, the last time he had a shutout was March 7th against San Jose. And the following game, he allowed four. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been great uh, post shutouts. I'm looking at his stats now. He seemed to allow a few. And Given that Jerry isn't greedy either, I probably will hop on that over at six and a half. It's a little tempting. I'm not sure if any books offering it at six now. I doubt it, but um, yeah, I think tonight I think we could see a shootout, especially with Pittsburgh trying to match the offensive pace of Colorado. Colorado's what scored five in each of their last three, so yeah,
1: I can't I can't imagine them slowing down. Uh, and then down and then the two one win against Toronto. You know yep. that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like they if they feel like the game scripts or the the game plan is the, the just grind teams down. They, they've been able to do that. It's it's crazy.
2: One other thing I saw too is DraftKings has a promo for a goal in the first 10 minutes. It's boosted up to plus 100. Um, I mean, I don't tend to bet those that much, but with the history, it looks like it's a pretty good bet there. Do you guys, like when you guys see something like that, where it gets boosted to plus 100 by a book, do you tend to think like, all right, now I'm not going to bet this? Or do you hop on if, if you're looking at something like that? I
1: usually tend not to.
0: Yeah, I usually stay away unless it's something that I've noticed that I've already like handicapped before. And I said, oh, wow, this lines up with my kind of read of the game. I'll jump on it. But in terms of like the boost that they just do themselves, I know I tend to stay away from I uh, I kind of just go with what I place
2: rather than... Um, yeah, that's you know. kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I, it makes it makes me worried. I I know I forget what the number is, but I think Colorado is like twelve and one to that to a goal in the first ten in in their last however many games or whatever. It's some it's some like crazy number like that. So this will probably be the game that doesn't happen because they boosted it. So just something I want to point out. Yeah, funny how those boosts work. You know, it always
0: uh, whatever it's boosted, it always seems to go one way horribly or it cash is super easy. So um, all right, move on to the next game here, Arizona at Edmonton. Um, Arizona is coming off a little bit of a home stand here. They've been pretty good as of late. They've won four of their last five opponents, Chicago, Vancouver, Calgary, Minnesota. Edmonton's also been great too, winning their last four, Um, just scoring at kind of a ridiculous rate, averaging five goals a game, just like Colorado. But, um, I'll throw it to you here, Betsy, first for your Arizona Coyotes here. The over is set at seven here, plus 110. I don't know if – I know we've talked about this in the past, but usually when that total is set at seven, we kind of stay away. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on that first.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a nasty game. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think, I mean, think, I going to really bulldoze over them. I don't know. Maybe I'm still – hoping for the fifth overall pick at this point. But um Edmonton lately has been very good against Coyote the Coyotes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the head-to-head now. Uh, yeah. McDavid's just been able to hunt them down each time he plays them now. Um it, It's been the, the past couple years where Edmonton's just really dominated. And – I've seen a lot of games where goalies kind of get thrown to the wolves against Edmonton, uh, Arizona goal goalies in in particular. And we've been riding three goaltenders lately. And this is the first time Ingram started in a while. So uh, we're coming off a back to back game in Winnipeg. Um, 2-1 loss, but Winnipeg was able to push us around a little bit. I think, I think we're going to have some bite back. I think, I think we're going to be able to get a couple in, especially uh, with Edmonton allowing some some good amount of penalties. Let me see where they're sitting with power play opportunities allowed recently. But, um, yeah, they're about 14th. So they're right in the middle of the pack for power play opportunities allowed where Arizona is number one <laughs> in the past 10 games, uh, number two on the road. So, yeah. Uh, I'm a little worried Ingram's going to be a little rusty and th- this could get kind of ugly. Now, yeah, you... Ingram's played very, very well for us at times, but this just feels like classic goalie as needs to get some rust off and uh, gets to play one of the most offensively gifted teams in the league yeah. <laughs> on this first time back
0: not ideal for sure. You mentioned McDavid. So in his last five games, he has at least two points and two of those five, he's gone over three His total set at two and a half tonight. Plus plus one forty. in three of his last four matchups against the Coyotes. Mm -hmm. He's gone over that as well. Is that a look tonight
1: or I I don't mind it. I mean, that's a scary line, but um, I think it was the first time we saw it was against the sharks two nights ago. I've never seen a 2.5 point line. Um, and he didn't hit it. And I thought he had a pretty quiet game for McDavid, even though he got two points. Um, Kind of the other wingers were more involved. And it seems like when that happens, the next game, the superstars say, don't worry, guys, we got you. You got us that last game. Now it's our turn to shine. And yeah, uh, I could definitely see sprinkling the the three points.
0: Yeah, I don't hate that. I'll probably have that to my card tonight for sure. Yeah. Franco, any, any looks here in this uh, Arizona-Edmonton game?
2: Well, like Besky said earlier with the McDavid goal, it seems like it's like a good uh, parlay piece. Yep. Um, I don't mind hitting him with ranton and goal, maybe as, as a piece so together. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was looking at was um, on Fanduel, you could do McDavid three shots and McDavid goal and that gets you around minus 122. I know it's not huh. plus money or anything, but it makes it a little more bettable than the minus 150 or whatever his, his number ends up being for just a goal. So that might be like a good just single unit play. It's It almost feels like a straight play because it feels like if he's going to score, he's probably going to have three shots. Um, yeah, And if you look at his his historic game log against them, it's just shot, 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 shots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's, there's like a couple threes but he's had a couple four or five um higher number games too so the three kind of makes it a little safer you could probably bump it up to four if you want to go a little crazier um but yeah I mean I I agree I, I tend to think there's gonna be goals here um I don't mind looking at some of these ancillary guys like Yamamoto or a nurse um to record a point uh-huh. <clears throat> um what about even me? Like, yeah, go ahead. Even me Bouchard on the power play. Um, I, I want to verify the power play lines, but yeah. yeah, he's still in the top power play. So I I mean I know he hasn't really been recording power play points, but this seems like the type of game where, where he could probably get on the board.
1: Well, Eckholm's really starting to take off, which is my concern with the defensemen tonight. And they're still not offering his point. I know like. it sucks. That's that would be the one I would want to take right now. He's been hot. He's came in and really kind of stepped up and played the role that they've been looking for all season. Where he, I mean, looks like a two way defenseman again. Where he was really kind of turning into like a shutdown guy in Nashville. It's really kind of revived his offensive abilities. Uh, looks like he is not on the power play though, huh? Strange. Yeah, Bouchard's on the first unit. He's, on, he's, the on, he's the on the second He's on a second with Nurse. It's and Nurse Eckholm. and Eckholm on the second. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I'm seeing some outdated lines yeah. then on What about doing. uh McDavid
0: power play point is another parlay parlay? I mean, what well. what's that at though? Um, so that's minus 156 on FanDuel right now I'm seeing. So he's hitting in each of his last uh three of his last five against Arizona and then overall in his last five he's hit in three of his last five as well. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean, not bad either.
0: No, and it's just for one point on the power play. I'm not sure how many of the Coyotes have given up as of late either.
2: Um, so, well, there, could hey. you could you do a on on like some sites you could probably same game parlay like Drysaitl and McDavid power play point or something like that? Might not be that might get you to even money, and you figure if one's going to get there, then the other is going to.
1: I know, I know not
2: every book lets you do that, though. So just something to think about.
1: Yeah, the, the tough part is finding the piece from the other game that you feel confident enough in. Malgan shots could be kind of interesting at 1.5. Um, Take Letang at 2. Yeah, yeah, you could do some alt lines on FanDuel if you got Fan, those. FanDuel
2: doesn't even offer him for all Oh yeah, yeah, that's oh. right. That's it, right. Almost, like every other player is there except for Latang, which they means know. I'm jumping almost, on
1: his two point five. Yeah. It
2: almost makes me feel even better about that two point five line. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. Um,
0: all right. Yeah. Any other thoughts tonight, or um, you guys kind of got your cards all
1: set. I I really. Like Valamacki assists for the Oats, it's plus 198. So you I know sprinkle I was that. looking
2: at his point, I was looking at his point, and it's plus 155. Um, yeah, he's been good, man. He's I, been I mean, really good. It's kind of surprising because he was a cast off kind of guy yeah. from Calgary, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. I, I, I've been looking at Keller assists a lot recently, that's been hitting a ton. It's minus 104. He doesn't have a great history against Edmonton, but
1: mm-hmm. it, Michelli, I mean, I, Michelli point may be a, the way to pivot there. If you don't think Keller is going to get on board, but then Hayton point at minus one Oh six is great too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good value on
2: Arizona props. So, I mean, if you do think that Arizona is going to get on board, it's it's usually going to be, well, I guess sometimes they have those weird games when it's this fourth line guy scoring, but Generally, it's usually the, those guys getting on the board. It, it's either Schmaltz or Michelli or Keller, so it, it might not be a bad pivot to find a little value there.
0: Yeah, the one guy you mentioned before, I was hopping on Colorado's top line as well, uh, Dennis Malgin. As well, you can parlay him to record two plus shots, which he's done in each of his last five home or four home games. Sorry, with McDavid over a half power play point for plus plus one fifty on a uh, FanDuel as well take his alt shot line so it's something we'll play around with before the games start but um all right i guess it's been another episode of expected bets for Betsky. you want to shout out the uh socials
1: yeah i'm uh gretzky Betskies at twitter.com awesome franco and um uh, franco the banker on twitter Awesome. Also some exciting
0: news coming video content starting next week. We'll be doing kind of brief five to 10 minute videos where we break down our favorite play of the game. So be sure to stay on the lookout for that
2: as well. As always, thanks for listening. It's been another episode of expected bets Four.